This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. It's another week and another edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilbur, glad to be back with you, ready to go for yet another week of NTL Sports Talk. And boy, do we have a big episode on tap this week. Not only are we going to talk some golf this week, but also we are going to get into some District 4 and Northern Tier League football action as well. Guests this week are going to include Wellsboro's Brock Hamblin after finishing tied for fourth at the District 4 golf tournament. Also this week, we're going to talk uh, with Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. Always glad to have Mitch around. We're going to talk uh, some Governor Wolf and uh, his loosening of the capacity rules this week. And also, we'll talk some District 4 football. That's right. We are coming down the home stretch now of the Northern Tier League football season. And District 4 playoffs are just around the corner. So we'll talk with him coming up in just a little while as well. And finally, this week on the NTL Now podcast, we'll have an opportunity to sit down with Jack Young, who who currently leads the 3-0 Athens Wildcats as they get ready for more NTL football action coming up in a special Monday night football edition against the Canton Warriors coming up next Monday, October the 12th. So yes, we will uh, talk with Coach Young. That'll be coming up here just a little bit later on in the podcast uh, here this week. Now, as most of you listeners are aware here, usually at the beginning of the podcast, we do take some time and recap some big happenings in the Northern Tier League. And of course, if you missed out on Monday night football action, Boy, what a big win it was this week for the Athens Wildcats as they come away with a 44-14 victory over the Tawanda Black Knights. Big night for the Wildcats running back Shane Reed. He scores three touchdowns in the Wildcats win as the Wildcats stay undefeated on the season. They now get ready to uh, look forward to a matchup with Canton coming up on Monday night, October the 12th. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. Other big happenings in the Northern Tier League. I'll tell you what, a three-year streak has come to a close in boys cross country. Congratulations to the Athens boys as they edge the Wyalusing Rams cross country team. The first time the Rams boys have been beaten in three years as the Wildcats win it in cross country action 27 to 28. Big happenings there on the boys cross country side. And of course, uh, looking over at girls volleyball, boy, things really starting to get exciting on the volleyball side. Northeast Bradford improving to 7-0 on the season as they pick up a big win over Sayre here in NTL action this week. Uh, of course, Wellsboro continuing their hot play. They get a big win over Wyalusing. So yes, uh, things really starting to uh, come to light here as far as the cream of the crop in NTL volleyball action as well. So uh, big wins, as I said there, for Wellsboro and Northeast Bradford this week. Uh, looking at some other action in girls tennis. Hey, the Tawanda Lady Knights continuing their hot play as uh, they defeat Wellsboro 
three sets to one earlier this week as well. And, of course, in some other action this week, uh, boys soccer on the scoreboard, Northeast Bradford blanking Tawanda by a score of 12 to nothing. Big win for the Panthers there. And in other volleyball action this week, you know, you can't forget about North Penn Liberty. It seems like the Lady Mounties have kind of had this quiet season and uh, North Penn Liberty sweeping Tawanda in straight sets the other night as they win that one three sets to none over Tawanda in uh, other action as well. So, yes, just a quick recap there of some NTL sports action this week. Of course, uh, as you heard me say in the introduction, we're going to have the opportunity to talk with uh, District 4 and NTL standout golfer Brock Hamblin from Wellsboro. Looking forward to talking with him coming up here in just a little while as well. That was definitely an uh, interesting conversation I was able to have with him uh, earlier this week. You know, uh, he talked about a laid-back kid this one uh, you know really was uh, just fun to kind of just kick back relax and just kind of talk some golf uh, with Brock so yes looking forward to that here in just a little while uh, also uh, as we continue on here uh, with some NTL news uh, we've got an update on the Northern Tier League football schedule as Canton and Troy get ready to return to game action uh, coming up next week. And while we do have some revisions in the Northern Tier League schedule, so while we uh, have the information, I do want to pass that along to you as well. So coming up here on Monday night, October the 12th, the Canton Warrior football team is going to return to action. They will be taking on Athens. That'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff up at Alumni Stadium in Athens. That game can be heard on Wiggle 100. Now, coming up Friday, October 16th, the Troy Trojans, I believe, have revised their schedule a little bit. Instead of going to Northwest, they have now decided they are going to stay in the Northern Tier, and they are actually going to head to Wellsboro and take on the Green Hornets. So Friday, October 16th, that matchup will feature Troy and Wellsboro. That game also going to be on Wiggle 100. Coming up on Saturday, October 17th, the Canton Warriors in another Wiggle 100 matchup. They get ready to tangle with District 4 foe Muncie. Canton will host Muncie October 17th. That'll be a Saturday night, 7 p.m. kickoff. And I believe the Warriors are actually going to celebrate homecoming that night as well. So that's just some revised NTL action we have coming up for you here. Any other schedule changes that we get along the way, we'll definitely pass those along. Uh, not only on Wiggle 100 and the bridge, but also right here on the podcast as well. And another game that we're actually going to be covering uh, sandwiched in there too, uh, Friday night, October 16th, Athens will be home again as they will be taking on South Williamsport. So Athens actually getting a double dip of home cooking next week. That'll actually be three games in a row then if you count this past Monday night with Tawanda that the Wildcats will be home at Alumni Stadium. But yes, Friday night, October 16th, the Wildcats will be home taking on South Williamsport to uh, complete that week uh, or complete next week, I should say, in NTL football action. So, yes, it's been a busy week in Northern Interior League news, notes, updates, the whole nine yards. So, yes, doing our best to make sure we try and bring you uh, as much as possible. So we've got that all covered, and uh, that means, I guess, it's time to take a quick break. One, because my voice needs it, and uh, maybe a drink of water as well. And when we come back right here on the NTL Now podcast, 
It's going to be a pleasure to sit down with District 4 golfer and NTL standout Brock Hamblin. So stick around as that's coming up right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Talking with Wellsboro golfer and District 4 place finisher this season, Brock Hamblin. And Brock, thanks so much for taking some time to uh, join the NTL Now podcast this week. Well, thank you for inviting me. Brock, I got to tell you, man, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Every week you, it seems to be either in the paper or on the Internet. All I see is Brock Hamblin wins a, another Outstanding Golfers Award for the week. I mean, you seem to have put together a pretty good resume for yourself. Well, I think that I've done pretty well. Um, the conditions of the courses we've played have been pretty tough this year. So, Brock, kind of take me back, you know, through this, uh, you know, adventure of golfing for you. I mean, when did you really become uh, interested in the sport of golf? Well, around eighth grade year, I started to become inter- er, interested in this. Um, played all summer and ended up being on the varsity team as a freshman. So was it like a, a family thing? I mean, did you have like a dad, an uncle, maybe your mom, sisters, whatever, that liked to go out on the course and just uh, kind of got you going? Yeah, uh, I used to go out with my grandpa a few times a year, started playing, then my dad started playing with him, and I just fell in love with it. It's always a good thing. You know, I have to tell you, you know, golf has definitely become one of those sports that, you know, either you're, you're really into or you're not. You know, I've uh, definitely had my share of fun with the sport, and I can definitely tell, you know, with the honors that you've gotten that uh, it's definitely been something fun for you as well. But, okay, so you make the varsity team as a freshman. Uh, what are your thoughts, you know, as a youngster, you know, just trying to be, uh, you know, a part of the varsity team? Oh, I just try to go out there and perform well. Maybe help my team here and there, um, pick somebody up if they go down, um, really just help the team out. So now that you've you know, kind of evolved as a golfer now here into your upperclassmen years, uh, what do you think is the, the biggest difference between you as a golfer then and you as a golfer now? Um, I think that I've just played and practiced a lot more than I used to, getting better, getting to know how to play the game really, using my mental mind just get around the golf courses kind of take me inside the uh mental insight here of brock hamblin you know i'm always uh intrigued to talk with fellow golfers you know not uh saying that i myself am a golfer you know i try but it's okay but uh, you know seeing you know how well you've performed and such what are some of the thoughts going through your mind you know when, when you step on a tee box i mean is there you know the the i don't know like anxiety going through your mind or are you a pretty cool cat on the tee box I mean, it's not too much anxiety. I just need to get off that first tee box, and then I just roll with it. <laughs> That's always, you know, a fun thing to be able to do. You know, it's just always that first shot of the morning. You see, I always seem to be that guy who needs like maybe two, three, maybe nine holes to warm up. But you seem to go out and just kind of let it rip and uh, let it go. So, I mean, is that kind of the way you feel like? You know, maybe a couple holes into the uh, round to kind of get you going. Yeah, I think couple first couple holes is how I'm feeling and see how I'm doing, and then that's probably going to determine how I'm going to finish out the day. Okay, so now let's talk about, you know, some of your favorite courses, some of your more challenging courses here along the way. I mean, you've played a lot of golf throughout your high school career. Uh, tell me about your most fun course to play. Um, I really like uh, Tioga Nichols, New York. Um, that course I've seen to shoot well every year. 
I believe this year I shot 81 up there and took medalists there. It's just been a really great course to me. Now, of course, every golfer has their challenging course as well. Uh, what's that course that just seems to give you fits no matter how well you think you're going to play? Um, I really think uh, Tawanda is the toughest course you play. Um, I performed well, but it still was a tough one out there. It's definitely a, a, ch a course that presents its challenges. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. And, of course, you know, talking with Brock Hamblin, Wellsboro golfer, uh, district place finisher uh, into this season as well. Now, Brock, of course, you know, no matter what the course is, you seem to somehow just find a way to navigate it, even if it challenges you. And, uh, you know, now kind of uh, take me into your senior year this year. Uh, what were some of your goals going into this year? So I would like, like to be MVP of the week this year. Uh, we got a match coming up uh, Wednesday, which happens to be tomorrow. Um, I also wanted to make it on the stage for districts, but I ended up missing that by two strokes. You know, what were your thoughts? What were your feelings, you know, kind of getting ready to head into this district tournament this year, knowing it was going to be your last? Um, I just kind of came mentally prepared. I knew I had to beat some guys. And I ended up actually beating the guys I wanted to, but some of the guys I didn't really notice actually came out beat me what's it like preparing for a tournament i mean do, do you and your your coaches are are you guys able to kind of track the results as the season goes are you guys giving uh, some updates you know around district four to see where everybody is or is it like right around seating time when you finally see you know where, where you're at like in your flights and such um it's usually right around seating time to see where you end up and then you know you gotta be and you you know, uh, you gotta compete. Just to perform so well, you know, at Eaglesmere, which I've been told, you know, I've never played there, but I've been told, you know, it's a really nice course, but it can present its challenges. And for you to finish tied for fourth, I mean, that's still got to be a tip of the cap in a senior year. Yeah, uh, I performed well. Didn't start too hot, but ended up finishing really well. Uh, that course plays really tough. Tight. Fairways, you just gotta make sure you get in the fairways and put it on the green in regulation. You should be all set. And again, still talking here with Brock Hamblin from Wellsboro, District 4 place finisher this year, and of course, one of the NTL standouts uh, on the golf course. So, uh, Brock, you know, we've kind of talked about your individual accomplishments. Uh, kind of talk to me, uh, you know, about uh, the, the Wellsboro program as a whole and, uh, you know, the coaches and everything and all the work that you've put in. I mean, I've been on a great team these past four years. Um, our coach, Steve Mazinski, is putting great time and helping all of us kids get out there and play. Um, this year, I mean, our team was quite young. I was hoping to get somewhere around the top three teams in the NCO, and I think we've done pretty well. We stayed second place throughout the whole year. You know, you seem to be like the most relaxed golfer I think I have ever come across, you know, especially, <laughs> you know, for a high schooler. And so now I'm curious, you know, you, you've got, uh, you know, the, the team stuff kind of wrapped up. The, the individual time is winding down as well. I, I don't know how many matches you have left. I know you said you still have one this week to go, but what's, yeah. what's, what's the future holding, you know, for, for Brock Hamblin? I mean, is there the potential, you know, that you might try to latch on to a, a college team? I mean, are you looking at this? something you might do uh, once you go to college yeah i think i'm gonna try and play uh, collegiate level golf here uh, i'm not sure where yet i'm still undecided but i'm hoping to get up in the college level we see so few schools in the ntl with uh golf teams do you see this sport though becoming one that's kind of evolving a little more and uh, you know there's kind of more kids coming out for this sport i think there's a uh, quite a bit more kids coming out they seem to like it and then 
they realize we have a team, and then they get on the team, and they just roll with it. They get out there and play. Brock, before I get you out of here, I definitely want to take the opportunity to ask you what it's been like for you uh, to play a sport and earn notoriety, you know, in a sport that might not get as much, you know, attention like uh, football or volleyball in the fall. I mean, what's it like for you to have accomplished so much and uh, made a way to stand out and earn your awards and uh, kind of make a name for yourself here in the Northern Tier? I mean, I just go out every week trying my hardest, try my best, and the outcome is the outcome. Uh, just go out there and do my thing. Brock, I got to tell you, you are one laid-back cat, my man. So, you know, it's definitely been uh, a great time to have you here this week on the NTL Now podcast. Congratulations on your success so far through the regular season. Uh, congratulations on your fourth-place finish at Districts this year. And uh, much success to you uh, in your future endeavors. And again, thanks for taking some time here on the NTL Now podcast. Well, thank you very much. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education with more than 40 degree programs. From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Welcome back to the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And again, thank you to Brock Hamblin from Wellsboro for stopping by and uh, doing that wonderful interview this week. But now it is time to shift gears and get ready for District 4 football coverage. And of course, uh, a little uh, other news and notes that have uh, come our way on the football side of things and sports side of things this week. And for that, I get the opportunity to welcome in my uh, journalistic partner, Mitch Rupert here from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. Mitch, always a great time to catch up with you, my man. Shane, you used to introduce me as your friend, and now I'm just your journalistic partner. I don't know if this is because of the whole Cowboys-Eagles thing we got going on or what, but, you know. Well, it is I, what it is, I guess. I think it was because, you know, when uh, we were setting this up, you, you said go Marlins and did not give my Braves <laughs> any love today. That's fair. Okay, that's totally fair. We're on the same page then. <laughs> Always good. But uh, on a serious note now, of course, uh, you know, we'll start this off uh, earlier this week. Uh, we get some more news from uh, Harrisburg that Governor Wolf is now going to uh, loosen his mandates as far as capacity goes. But I got to tell you, and I know it's the unpopular opinion, not only in District 4 and across the state, but is it maybe, uh, you know, not a time when we want to be loosening these mandates, you know, that maybe uh, fan restrictions need to stay, given the fact that we've seen so many cases pop up around District 4 in the state of COVID and uh, Corona? Um, I, I, To me, this is what... I thought was the right response all along was, and that was kind of the argument the PIAA made going back to August is that a hard cap number of 250 outdoors, 25 indoors just isn't a common sense approach to it. You know, and as I went out to the football games and you've been out to the football games, you know, I stand at Montoursville and turn around and there's two sections of bleachers that are wide open. You know, I go to, to Williamsport and you've been there before and know how big they're, their home bleachers are and there's three or four sections that are just completely empty I, I think this is a common sense approach in that you can get the the parents in of of the players of the band members of the cheerleaders and not have everybody sitting on top of one another and i think that's all anybody wants is to get the parents in to be able to see their kids play so 
maybe the timing isn't right uh, per se, but but I think this is the right common sense answer to, to the situation. You know, and it's just been crazy to see, you know, how many different programs uh, football-wise or just, you know, school districts in general that have been af- affected at some point or another that, you know, it, it just seems that, you know, no matter uh, what the restrictions are, what the mandates are, really, you know, it's just common sense has to take over and, and we all just have to be smart and safe out there. Sure, and, and it's, it's, it's big on the player. Like, it, it's all all the weight of everything is on the shoulders of the players and of the coaches uh, of the people participating. If you don't make the sacrifices, if you don't stay away uh, from, from the parties or the gatherings or, or going to see your girlfriend or boyfriend that lives in another district, then you're, you're not doing the things necessary to keep the spread down, to, to keep your school safe and to keep the season rolling. Um, that And that's what's disappointing out of, you know, some of the stuff I've been hearing out of the NTL and, and uh, my podcast partner, Chris Massey, he's kind of been hearing the same thing, is that not everybody's making the sacrifices that need to be made in order to make this work. And and if they do, and I think you're seeing it down our way a little bit after uh, those first couple of weeks where we had a couple incidences, you know, everybody's doing their part and it's working. Now, where it comes from, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not privy to the contact tracing and and all of that, you know, uh, but but if every everybody's going to have to sacrifice in, in order to get what they want, everybody's going to have to do their part, me included, me and you included, because we're going into these games. I know it's just, you know, we're just uh, waiting for that day finally when, uh, you know, we don't have to call a school and say, hey, is there a media room? You know, can we come and do a ball game or cover a ball game and, and not have to fall under, you know, the, the 250 mandated restriction or such like that. So, I mean, like, like you said, you know, the best way to do it is, you know, we just all have to work together and uh, hopefully, you know, the, the time is uh, close in the future to when things can finally level out and uh, we get back to some normalcy. But, you know, let's uh, finally dive into some football talk because, well, you know, it is just about District 4 playoff time coming up and some brightening news on the horizon this week. The Canton Warrior football program finally going to be able to return to practice uh, coming up later this week. They finally got a date and a game set with the Athens Wildcats coming up on Monday night. And then, of course, you know, they get ready for uh, a big showdown with a single Class A opponent, Muncie, uh, later in the week on Saturday. Talk about jumping right back into it, Shane. I mean, there, there, there's no easing back into the schedule. A 3-0 and Athens team that's playing really well right now. And, um, you know, Chris Massey, I, I keep bringing this up, Chris Massey and, and I on our podcast this week, we're talking a lot about how much you've got to keep an eye on Athens now because they're leading uh, the, the AAA power rankings right now. And at 3-0 and in, in a shortened season, you, you really got to keep an eye on them. So, Canton's going to get thrown into that fire right away. They're going to have to knock the rust off right away. And, and once that's over, they're going to have four or five days, whatever it is, to get ready for Muncie on that Saturday. And it's not going to get any easier from there, you know. So I'm just glad they're getting back on the field. And I think it's kind of ahead of schedule from what we initially thought. I think the, the initial thoughts from the school district were that they were going to be suspended until the 13th. And, um, you know, now they're getting out on the field a little earlier. So they're going to have that little buffer they needed to get the last two games in uh, that were on their schedule to be eligible for the district four playoffs. Now there's going to be a little buffer in there for them just in case something goes wrong along the way. But that's the big thing. I want to see them get the three games so that they can be eligible for the district four playoffs. Cause I think them and Muncie are, are 
two of the better teams, no, are probably the two best teams in, in District 4 and Class A, and, and both probably have an opportunity to to make some noise in, in the state tournament if they can get there. And, and the one interesting thing, you know, about the whole, uh, you know, District 4 Class A thing is, you know, they're only taking two teams in Class A this year. It's not the everybody makes it rule, you know, with only four in there. So, I mean, the one good thing I like about this is at least Canton and Muncie, regardless of how they finish in the power rankings, they're at least going to get a chance to settle it on the field Saturday night. Right, and, and, that's, and that's what we've all wanted. I mean, that's, that's all we any of us want is, is to see this stuff settled on the field. We don't want things being decided because of this virus, because teams aren't able to play the, the amount of games they have to, or if they have to forfeit a, a postseason game, that would, that would be awful. We want to see these teams get on the field and play because that's what's fun. And, and that's what high school sports are supposed to be. They're supposed to be fun. And although there's a focus on winning, you know, the, the fun in this is watching Montoursville and Danville play last week because you know how good those two teams are. The fun is watching Canton and Muncie play because you know how too good those two teams are and how many great athletes are on the field at the same time. So that's, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, Shane. Getting to see this stuff play out on the field is all any of us want. I have a concern when it comes to the District 4 AA uh, potential rankings as this season is coming to a close because right now, South Williamsport and Southern round out the top two. Obviously, Southern Columbia, we know, is going to climb to the top of that by the time uh, all is said and done. I mean, it just seems like a foregone conclusion. Uh, the, the thing is, though, 3, 4, 5, and 6 are Central, Bloom, Mount Carmel, and Wyalusing, and I think potentially, possibly, the best team, or the second best team anyway, at least in AA, sits at number seven in the Troy Trojans. And I say that based on all the returning talent they have. And of course, you know, still based off of last year and the run they gave Mount Carmel in the semifinals. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong, you know. And I, I had this discussion with, with somebody last week about, um, you know, what's fair and, and what's not fair. You know, a 4-0 Muncie team is behind a 1-0 Canton team in the class a power rankings and he said how, how is that fair and i said we need to get rid of this idea of fair uh there there we've never seen anything like this season um nothing is going to be fair it's not fair that wellsboro had two team two games canceled because of nothing they did wrong it was just what the circumstances happened to be so we need to get rid of this idea of fair is it unfortunate it absolutely is unfortunate you know but but that's what the power rankings are there for to judge who you've played, um, how well you've played those games, and to reward you for playing tough competition. Now, I think uh, some of these teams in that double-A field are going to get a boost because Bloomsburg is going to play Loyal Sock this week. Central Columbia's got a good game uh, with, with Danville this week, and they have Southern Columbia, I believe, on the horizon as well. They have to play, so they're going to get a boost. And unfortunately, Troy sitting at home just biding their time and waiting and, and the field just might end up passing them by. It's unfortunate. It stinks that that's the way it's going to happen. But in this year where everything is, is so different and, and so difficult to figure out, what's the right answer? I don't know if, if there's a way to figure out what the right answer is. So we just kind of have to go off what we have. I think one thing that I find, you know, kind of some irony here in this whole scenario is, is it's almost like Canton and Troy, you know, rivals uh, on the field now basically have to lean on each other just to help themselves out in the power rankings. You know, obviously Canton wants Troy to come out and uh, prove, you know, that that win over the Trojans is going to help them in the power standings. And of course, you know, for the Troy Trojans, you know, if Canton keeps winning, that comes away as, as a quality loss for them and helps them too. Absolutely. 
absolutely. And that's the great thing about these power rankings is you don't have to beat these good opponents to be rewarded for playing them. If you look at Muncie, the reason they're in second place in the Class A standings is they've played two zero-win teams and two one-win teams. And those only one-win teams came against each other, that other group of teams that Muncie has played already. So Muncie has the lowest opponents weighted winning percentage in the entire district. And it's a 4-0 team that we know is pretty good, and that's what's bringing them down a little bit. Now, they're going to get a little boost uh, because they're going to get the opportunity to play Canton. They play a pretty solid Northwest team. But like you said, Canton or Troy's going to be rooting hard for Canton as much as it might hurt. The more wins that Canton puts up there, the better opportunity Troy's going to have to maybe creep towards that number four spot even if they're not playing. Absolutely, and you know it's going to be fun here coming down the stretch. And you know, for for Troy's sake, you know, I just I feel like you know after last year, I know the returning talent they have this year. I, I'm you know I am definitely pulling my NTL homer card. I want to see them get into the top four because I do. Like I just think that, you know, given all that they have, they are definitely you know one of the top four teams in the uh, Class AA field. But uh, you know, as we transition now over to the AAA side, you know, and you were actually just talking about Athens earlier now of course uh, it looks like updated rankings have come uh, later this week here Mitch as it looks like uh, they have boosted Montoursville ahead of Athens by like three one hundredths of a point it's like 0.76 something for uh, Montoursville 0.734 for Athens so yes still uh, very close in the uh, tight-knit circuit here but uh, yeah for the Wildcats I mean they're sitting number two right now I think the ironic thing right now though is even uh, only two games uh, right now in you've got uh, North Penn Mansfield and Loyal Sock each uh, you know sitting at one and one and only separated by like 0.14 uh, in the power rankings so I mean you got North Penn Mansfield potentially with a shot at a district four playoff berth here I mean that's just how crazy you know the scheduling and the power rankings are right now yeah and, and we just need to exhibit a little patience here this this stuff is all going to work itself out I really like North Penn Mansfield and uh, it's a veteran group that I expected to play well uh, coming back, even though they had no offseason and, and really no preseason to speak of. Their, their preseason scrimmage with South Williamsport got canceled as they were on their way to South Williamsport. But it's a veteran team. It's a team that, that kind of went through the road bumps last year um, to, to get to this point for Tom Dickinson where they can they can be a solid team this year. So I'm curious to see how that plays out because I think that team is pretty good. Uh, I think this Loyal Sock team is full of playmakers, and they've got a big offensive line that averages 270 pounds a man, and they still don't have 1,000-yard back Davion Hill back. Uh, he probably won't be back this week from what I'm told. Maybe next week uh, he'll be back for Loyal Sock. But those are two really good teams in, in that AAA field. I still think that Danville and Montoursville are probably the class uh, of AAA but I'm really curious about Athens. I just don't know much about them, and I haven't seen them, and, and I want to see them play a good team like Canton coming up here to, to kind of get a better idea of, of where they are. Uh, but you have five quality teams, at least, there in AAA uh, that are capable of being one of those four playoff teams, and, and you're going to have to win some games. You're going to have to win some tough games down the stretch here 
to make sure you're in that top four. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, fun here to see how everything is developing down the stretch here. Now, of course, Mitch, you've been out. You know, you've seen uh, a lot of games around District 4 right now. You know, and I, I like to get, uh, you know, differing opinions and such uh, from around District 4. Uh, what do you think is the most complete team you've seen this year so far? You know, pick a class. I don't care. Just tell me. What's the uh, Mitch Rupert's uh, seal of approval here? Well, I've seen Montoursville twice. Um, I saw Danville um uh, I've seen Williamsport, which I think is a really good team. And for the first time in a long time, we're talking about Williamsport's defense as their calling card, as opposed to their offense. And they still have a ton of playmakers on offense. Uh, but they have those two bookend ends and, and Avery Campbell and Nasir Jones, I think are really good. Uh, but Montoursville, man, they're, despite losing so much on their offensive line, they only brought one starter back. They're, they're still really good on that offensive line. Uh, I think KJ Riley, the quarterback at Danville, might be one of the two or three best players in the entire district. Um, and I saw him last week. He's even better than, than I thought he was. Carson Persing is their receiver, fastest in district board history to a thousand career yards, even faster than Julian Fleming. Um, if we're going to talk about the most complete team, I'll probably go with Montoursville, but I really don't think Danville, Jersey Shore, and Williamsport are that far behind. Um, I want to see Muncie against better competition before I throw them into that discussion. I want to see Athens against a little better competition before I throw them into that discussion as well. But there, this is a pretty good year for District 4 football. I think the top of each class in District 4 has an opportunity to make some noise come state tournament time. I'm curious to see what happens with this year's uh, playoffs. You know, I mean, could this be – you know, maybe the, uh, the the new standard, you know, where you only take two teams uh, out of uh, Class A and Class uh, Quad A and, you know, maybe Double uh, A decides to uh, go down to four instead of, uh, you know, eight that they have been taking and stuff like that. I'm just curious to see what becomes, you know, of this year, you know, or if maybe they kind of stay with uh, what's been going on, you know, the traditional uh, four, eight and uh, beyond. I hope they, this isn't the norm. Just because I think every year there are quality teams in AA and AAA in that 5-6 range, especially in the standing. Sometimes the 1-8, the 2-7, verse verse it's going to be pretty lopsided. I, I think that's just kind of the, the nature of the beast. Um, but I think those 5-6 and six teams are usually pretty competitive, and, and those middle two games in the bracket are usually pretty competitive in the first round. So I don't want to see this become the norm I, I i'd hate to lose that but at the same time too it cuts out uh some of the some of the riffraff a little bit you know it avoids those southern columbia 70 point wins in in week 11 where it's just basically a glorified scrimmage um you know so i actually like that we're kind of getting to the point this year but only because it's such a weird year and such a special year i'd rather see it go back to the you know, four teams in A and quad A and eight and two A and three A next year. Hey, you know, we are very close, as you said, to the district four playoffs. I think uh, final records and such have to be uh, submitted by like the weekend of October 23rd. So, I mean, we're, we're getting there and, uh, you know, always great to have uh, your analysis in here and uh, always good to be able to chat some football with you. You know, a little light this week on the NTL schedule, only two games on the slate. So I thought, what the heck, let's uh, pack in some District 4 talk this week and uh, really get things uh, stirred up here for District 4 playoff time. Well, I like to stir the pot a little bit, you know, so that's uh, 
Uh, that's what I'm here to do, Shane. All right, that is Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. And uh, Mitch, how can folks follow you on social media, my friend? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mitch underscore Rupert, and that's where I do the bulk of my damage. So uh, that's the best place to find me. Good. Now, I hope this time uh, that I called you my friend, that will end this interview on a good note. I feel really good now. You know, Shane, you, you've made my day. <laughs> Mitch, always a pleasure to talk with you. Mitch Rupert from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. My friend, we will catch up with you down the road, buddy. Sounds good, buddy. I look forward to it. Sports fans, family, and friends, I know everybody out there has those nights where cooking is just not an option, whether you're just feeling lethargic, lazy, or you know what? The kitchen's just not appealing to you on a certain evening. Regardless, the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton has your answers. They've got it all. Appetizers, entrees, subs, wraps, pizza, wings, and more. That's all at the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Dine in, carry out, make a reservation, however you want to do it. Call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton, 570-673-8777. That's the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton. Like them on Facebook. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. If you haven't heard about the best way to teach your youngster how to drive, then you need to get on Facebook right now and search Max Driving Academy in Canton. That's right, search them online as well, maxdrivingacademy.com. Let Tim McInich teach your youngster how to be a safe and sound driver on the highways. That's Max Driving Academy in Canton. Call 570-404-7815. That's Max Driving Academy in Canton. I couldn't be prouder of the kids. You know, they came out. I thought we played decent in the first half. And in the second half, I, th I told them, they, you know, Tawana got a little life there putting some points on the board. And, and I was real proud of the way the guys responded coming out in the second half. Post-game reaction there from head coach Jack Young of the Athens Wildcats, courtesy of Channel 18 WETM Television from Monday night as Athens gets the 44-14 win over Tawanda. And joining us now here on the NTL Now podcast, the head coach of the undefeated 3-0 Athens Wildcats football team, Jack Young. And Coach Young, I got to tell you, you know, to see this team 3-0, uh, they've really performed and uh, you know played well here these uh, first three games of the season. Yeah, we're we're really happy with the kids and with the the chaos of this year. Um, I couldn't be happier with their mentality and how they're handling things. Um, real mature like, and and they keep coming to work every day, and and, and they're a fun bunch to be around. It, it's a lot of fun to be around these guys right now. And let me tell you, we got guys contributing from ninth grade to twelfth grade, so it's a lot of fun. You know, I was actually going to bring that up a little bit later in the interview, but you know what? You've uh, touched on it now. So yeah, the, the the youth resurgence here 
from this Athens team, you know, you, like you said, the underclassmen really stepping up. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it starts with Mason Lister, the uh, sophomore quarterback there. But, uh, you know, who I've really been impressed with here to start the season so far for you is the emergence of Caleb Nichols. I mean, Jack, you always seem to find uh, kind of uh, a, a newly uh, reinvented tailback at some point uh, during their high school career. And uh, Caleb Nichols just seems like he's stepped into that really nice role for you. Yeah, you know, Caleb Caleb's one of those guys that uh, I'm not really sure yet he he realizes his abilities. He's he's a tremendous all-around athlete. Um, he's one heck of a baseball player, um, and and I think the NTL would have seen what kind of baseball player he was if there was a baseball season last year. But you know, Caleb is just one of those guys, and he played a lot of football for us last year as a freshman. Um, he, he he you know he was that guy that as a freshman defensively he was playing a little bit of a different position every week we really put a lot of pressure on him and I, I don't know if he ever really found his way last year but this year you know we kind of I kind of told him defensively like listen this is what you're going to do and, and I want you to you know work at it and, and he's worked at it and he's doing a great job for us and, and offensively he does whatever I ask of him and, you know he's just one of many guys that uh, you, you know that we have there you know all our skills are underclassmen uh, we have a full a senior fullback and other than that, all our skills, wide receivers, running backs, they're all underclassmen, and we're real excited about them. Um, same thing on the defensive side of the ball. You know, we have, you know, depending on what defensive group we have on the field, we have a we have a sophomore corner in, in uh, Jaden Wright, and uh, this past week we even had a freshman in Jason Dunn start a defensive end for us, um, um, who's come a long way. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna, you're gonna see big things out of that young man for sure. So you know, just going along with this, you know, kind of youthful resurgence here uh, with Athens, you know, throughout uh, you know the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. Are you a little shocked to see you know how quickly these kids have uh, adapted to the systems on both sides of the ball and really shown you know that uh, they can listen, they can adapt, and they can play. Well, I, the, the the part that's really really pleased me, I would have to say, is just the fact of everything going on, you, you know, I don't care if it's we're not starting football this week. We got to wait two weeks. All right, we're going to Wellsboro scrimmage. All right, we're not going to Wellsboro scrimmage. Yeah, we are going to Wellsboro scrimmage. And then a bus ride to Canton that we got turned around at Canton High School. Um, you know, I've just been really, really pleased. And, and and don't get me wrong, we've had our downs. You know, there's been there's been days where I know the kids were just kind of feeling like this is chaos, and and you know, what's our motivation? And, and we just keep kind of checking each other, I think, a little bit. Coaches checking each other, players checking each other, and they've just done a great job um, of preparing. You know, we've tried to we've tried to be a little bit laxed on 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 what we're trying to throw at them every week. We're trying to be simple. Um, you know, we're trying to be real basic and fundamental on both sides of the ball. Um, trying to keep terminology down. We're trying to you know we're trying to get them to think less. And, and just play and have some fun and, and 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 I think that's what's happened. You know, we we've got a lot of areas for improvement. We we we've continued to make a lot of mistakes. Our penalties are way too high. Um, but when you have this group of kids and and you know we have we basically have six seniors and five of them are linemen. Um, you know, and and they're doing a great job of of just understanding like, hey, for us to have any success, we got to have some young guys contribute here. And and we. Another thing that's really, really pleased me is every week we have more and more kids getting on the field, and, and that's only making us better. Um, but, you know, it's all short-lived, one, one, one day at a time to the next opportunity, and, and uh, 
we got a great opportunity coming this Monday night, and uh, I know the kids are looking forward to it. Boy, I'll tell you what, you know, and uh, you, you just touched on it, of course, the Monday night uh, showdown upcoming here uh, with the Canton Warriors. Now, of course, you know, you've got uh, three games under your belt already. You've got the Canton Warrior team, who basically I don't think has played uh, since September 11th uh, when they beat Troy in that uh, first game of the year. And, uh, you know, you've got to feel really good, at least, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, your team's got a lot of reps under their belt and uh, you know a, a Canton team that uh, although hasn't had a lot of action you know they're bringing a lot of athletes on the field absolutely and, and you know they're going to play there's no doubt about it um, you know they put a lot they're going to put a lot of pressure on us on both sides of the ball and uh, you know we have to be ready mentally and uh, you know we we have to be ready you know, you know to, to match their toughness um, I, I think that's going to be a big key on the line of scrimmage. And, and can we match their toughness and maybe even be tougher than them? And, and that's going to be the challenge for us. You know, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, they have playmakers and we have playmakers. And, you know, it's a matter of who's going to take care of the little things the best and, and get after it. And I, I think these two groups of kids are going to be fun to watch on, on Monday night. And, you know, I can't help but to throw it in there. You know, I know the fans are, are limited a little bit at this time, but, you know, literally – we're going to have a Monday night football game that's worldwide. You know, anybody in the world can watch this game on Monday night. And how exciting is that? You know, it, it's, it's a, just a great time. You know, we're learning a lot of lessons in life. Uh, there, you, you got to take the good with the bad. And, and, and I, I, I think everything we can do for kids right now is really, really important. Now, of course, you know, is one of the messages that you deliver to your team this week is, Guys, you know, this Canton team's coming and they're very hungry. You know, they're still playing for the potential of uh, a district playoff berth. They still want that top seed in Class A. I mean, is that kind of a, a message, you know, hey, don't underestimate these guys because even though they've been off for a month, they're still coming hungry. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they're going to be fresh. You know, our guys are going to have some bumps and bruises from the past three weeks. Um, they're going to be fresh. Um, they're, 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 they're going to be hungry as ever. There's no doubt, um, that, that they want to be on the field just as bad as our guys do. And, and we've been fortunate enough to get a couple games in since that game, um, got postponed that night in September. So, you, you know, I don't, I'm not worried about our guys, um, taking Canton lightly. That's for sure. Because, uh, you know, they knew going in, you know, we were excited about going to Canton and play that night because we felt like we had a lot to prove. You, you know, we, we faced a, a, a solid Sarah team um, week one, but, boy, we did not feel like we played well. We felt like we took a couple steps backwards compared to our scrimmage, and, and uh, you know, we just didn't feel like we played well. So we felt like we had a lot to prove to ourselves going to Canton. So, you know, I, it doesn't matter where we play them. I, I think our kids are, are going to respect, you know, the, the success Canton's had, um, you know, the things they play for, the traditions of Canton football. Um, which, which Coach Seacrest is doing a great job of, of having his kids ready to play. And no matter the circumstances, I'm sure Canton's going to come in ready to go. Now, one of the things that uh, I've been really impressed with with this team so far this year, I mean, uh, coming up Monday night, it'll be the third time, you know, that uh, I've seen this Athens team, but it's really been the improvement from freshman to sophomore year of Mason Lister. And uh, I know you are one of the coaches who's not afraid to go to a young signal caller, let him learn, let him grow. And uh, for Mason Lister this year, I mean, he looks like he's two inches taller, probably 15 pounds bigger, and he just looks like he's just not afraid 
afraid, uh, you know, to, to let it fly. You know, if he makes a mistake, he'll come back and, uh, you know, just play harder. And uh, he's just, he, he shows no fear out there as a quarterback. Yeah, you know, Mason's a, a, a fun kid to be around. He, 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 he's, he's a, a lighthearted kid where, you know, he enjoys to, he likes to keep things light. And, and yet, when, boy, when it's game time, he's ready to go. Um, you know, and quite frankly, I think it was three inches and about 35 pounds he's put on. Um, he, he's, he's, he's grown into a big kid. Um, he's got a super strong arm. And, and again, you, you know, I think, you know, I, I had a comment that we changed our offense this year. You know, we're a different offense. We're really not. Um, you know, we're doing some things differently. Um, and at the same time, I think we've simplified some things. So, you know, some of the things we're doing, we're just trying to keep simple. Trying to keep simple, like, you know, here's a pass play. It's either this option or this option. Let's get after it. And and we're trying to get, you know, do the little things better. And and Mason's bought into what we're trying to do offensively and and it makes it a little better for him when he's got such talented group around him. You know, he he's got guys that can, can motor. Um, you know, he's got a big target in, in JJ Babcock and Ben Pernicelli at tight end. And, and then and he's got a bunch of athletes um, going around him, you know, that they can stretch the field vertically. Um, and, and, and at the same time, we can hit those short passes that are just like, you know, running the ball. Jack, of course, you know, we, we can't ignore the fact that uh, the regular season has just seemed to fly by. Of course, it is winding down. Uh, all regular season games that are going to be counted, you know, are basically two weeks away. I think the weekend of the 23rd is when all games have to be in uh, if you are going the District 4 route. Are, are you starting to, to kind of peek down the road here? Are you starting to look, you know, at what potentially, you know, the, uh, the, the, the AAA districts are starting to look at? Really, really, Shane. To be perfectly honest with you, and, and, and you know, I, 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 probably some of my colleagues or even yourself might tell me I'm full of it a little bit. Really, we haven't, and I, and I think part of that is because of the last four weeks. You know, because literally every week of the season for games, we've been on the verge of playing or not playing every Friday night, and we've been fortunate to get a couple in. And then we were really fortunate, you know, Tawanda was going on that Friday night, and we were fortunate to get it in Monday. So, you know, really it's kind of changed the way we approach things. Um, and, and, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, we've really just gone one day at a time, and on our focus the last couple weeks, actually since Canton has been, you know, listen, tomorrow might be the last day in pads. The next day might be the last day in pads. Let's just come out every day and get better, have fun, and whenever that next opportunity is, let's make sure we're prepared to compete. And th- and that's been our goal. So honestly, really haven't looked. Um, you know, I know going into the year, there's a pretty good team right down, uh, you know, Route 187 there uh, in Montoursville. It's a pretty darn good football team. So a- anybody that's that's uh, you know looking down the road has to know that Montoursville is a good football team. But you know, so many people, you know, Loyal Sox, a good football team, and, you know, they, they've had some issues. Um, so there's a lot of teams out there in the district. Um, you, you know, nothing's guaranteed, and that's kind of ha- that's kind of the approach we've been taking. So, you know, I think maybe that's helped us a little bit, just, just saying to ourselves, like, this could be it. You know, seniors, if, if this is your last game, how do you want to be remembered? And, 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 and plan for each other, because I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a strange experience. We went to Wyalusing. And there wasn't anybody there for us, and and that was different. I don't, I don't, you know, even, you know, just not turning around and not seeing your parents, 
turning around and the cheerleaders not being behind you. That was a different experience. So things are being looked at differently, and, and it's a strange year, but yet we're just happy and, and taking advantage in, of the when we're fortunate enough to compete. And that's been our goal the last couple of weeks. Jack, I got to tell you, if there is one message that uh, in all the years that uh, we've done interviews together is the uh, one consistent with you is it's always been one week at a time. So I'm not going to sit here and say you're full of it that, uh, you know, you haven't looked down <laughs> at the district menu because, you know, I, I know for a fact that uh, you were definitely one of those coaches who likes to take things one week at a time. And uh, Jack, you know, so far it's been a great stretch run for you, you know, three and O to start the year. You've already got your district qualifiers uh, done for your three game prerequisite to at least be qualified for districts. And of course, as uh, we said, you know, Monday night, uh, it's going to be a uh, can and coming to town to Alumni Stadium. And, uh, hey, I'm just happy because I get a front row seat upstairs in the press box to uh, call this action. Awesome. And, and, hey, maybe we'll be lucky and have a few fans in the stands. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's, it's another opportunity. And, and Monday Night Football, you know, heck, I, I, I think our viewership uh, was more than the uh, Patriots and the Chiefs last week. I honestly do. Um, you know, what a great thing for uh, people all over the place. I get people sending me pictures of their TVs. Um, even in even in uh, bars and restaurants of, of people watching us, uh, I've gotten pictures from literally all over the United States, so it's really cool. Man, it's going to be a, a great time for sure. Excited to see Canton get back on the field and excited to see uh, another Athens football game coming up on Monday. Jack, congrats on the 3-0 and start. I know you've got uh, a lot of preparation work yet to be done, and uh, good luck to you and the Wildcats down the stretch, and uh, we'll see you Monday night in Athens. Awesome. Thanks, Shane, for everything you do. A big thanks there to Athens head football coach Jack Young for taking some time this week to talk NTL football here on the podcast. And, of course, want to thank my other guests as well, District 4 qualifier, place winner, Wellsboro golfer Brock Hamblin, and, of course, from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette, Mitch Rupert. Big thanks to all of the guests for taking some time this week uh, to be here on the podcast. And, of course, I want to thank all of the listeners out there for tuning in to yet another episode. Remember, if you've got some questions, comments, or maybe some suggestions, please feel free to hit us up on social media. Remember, it's NTL Now Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and also on Twitter at NTL Now Pod. So anyway, you want to hit us up on social media, please feel free. Of course, want to thank our friends at the Northern Tier Sports Report for some great information uh, passed along this week. And of course, want to thank our friends at NTLSports.com as well uh, for some stats and standings uh, along the way too. Of course, this has been another great edition of the NTL Now podcast. Folks, I'm getting ready for NTL football coverage. Now, no coverage coming up on Friday night as Tawanda Wellsboro was going to be our game of the week. Unfortunately, due to number limitations, we will be unable to bring you that action coming up Friday. So our next football coverage on Wiggle 100 is going to be Monday night, October the 12th. We'll have the special showdown at Alumni Stadium in Athens as the Athens Wildcats host the Canton Warriors. Kickoff will be 7 p.m. This is Shane Wilber saying so long and enjoy the rest of the NTL Sports Week. I'll talk to you next week for another edition of the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent.
Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.